0: Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you.
1: Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rachel, I love that song. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. But that can always get me in trouble when I put things off till tomorrow.
0: Oh, yes. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today.
1: (laughs) Well, so many of us have that. Why should I do it today when there's always tomorrow? But that is uh, a procrastinator's uh, favorite day of the week tomorrow. is tomorrow. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, like Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind. She would always say, "I'll worry about that tomorrow."
1: Exactly. Well, you know, I joke about that, but I can look at things that I've wanted to get done, things I've wanted to accomplish, maybe those dreams that I've just kind of tucked away because I think, well, I don't have enough time right now, or I'm gonna really get organized before I do that, or I'm going to have a plan before I really put this into play. And what ends up happening is I think about it, or I talk about it, but I don't take action.
0: Absolutely. You're speaking my language. I track with that so much. I always think that there's going to be some point in the future when it will be easier to take this action or do this task. At some point, I'm going to be more organized or I'm going to have more time or I'm not going to be nervous about doing this thing. Whatever it is, I always think that sometime in the future, I'm going to be a different person, a better self that will do this because mm-hmm. right now it feels hard or uh, I don't feel up to the task.
1: Mm-hmm. So this 60th year of mine, we ended up doing all kinds of great things. So many fun things, but it, it really opened my eyes to going, okay, if it is to be, it's up to me as JC Penny always said, if it is to be, I've got to get up and not only make the plan but put the plan into action and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do
0: yes one of my favorite verses comes out of ecclesiastes 11 and it's verse 4 and it says whoever watches the wind will not plant whoever looks at the clouds will not reap and of course throughout the bible You know, there are lots of gardening metaphors and farming metaphors. And so I would breeze by this verse, you know, when reading in Ecclesiastes, and it would just sort of go in one ear and out the other. Kind
1: of like the wind.
0: Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know, whoever watches the wind won't plant, and whoever Mm -hmm, looks mm -hmm. at the clouds won't reap, and on to the next verse until I stopped and parked there. And I realized this is talking about the person who is always waiting for the perfect time Mm. to arrive so the farmer who's watching the oh might be too windy oh might be a storm coming the person who's always staring at the clouds always waiting for the perfect weather or the perfect time won't wind up planting and therefore won't wind up reaping and so i love that verse because it speaks to my tendency to procrastinate or to want to be able to do something perfectly before I start Mm. um, or to have all the conditions be perfect and right before I do it.
1: I have just a small example of that that happened recently. We were on um, a trip with some friends and we were supposed to all be on the same plane, the same time, going to the same destination. And the week before, the airlines kept changing everything around and first we were flying out of New York then we were flying to Toronto and then we were flying to Houston then we were flying to Minneapolis and and we were on different planes and it was crazy what was happening just a few days before we took off and when we got to the airport they changed us yet again and we found out that we were gonna leave several hours before our friends and so they came over sat down at the gate with us and just kind of we just kind of laughed about it and said well it is what it is let's ju- we'll all end up there eventually so let's just not be upset about it. So we're sitting in the gate and I couldn't help but notice this girl out of the corner of my eye who walked up sat down two rows over and was just sobbing uncontrollably. And as we were sitting there making chit chat and talking about things in our lives, I just had that beating on my heart like, I've got to do something. And so I got up, I took action, I w- walked over and I sat down next to her. And I put my arm on hers and I said, Is there anything I can pray about for you? And she said, My Aunt Sherry is dying in Atlanta. And I'm trying to get there before she takes her last breath. And come to find out, Rachel, her aunt was dying of the same thing my brother died of. And I remember that panicked feeling when they called us and said, come now. And you just felt like you could not make the car go fast enough. You can't make the planes go quick enough to get there. And, and I could see the panic on her face. And I said, do you mind if I pray with you? She said, no, ma'am. She laid her head on my shoulder and I just prayed for comfort and peace and for uh, Sherry to be able to feel God's arms embracing her and to hang on until her niece could get there to say goodbye. But I walked back over and sat down with my friends and, and they called her gate and I hugged her and kissed her goodbye. The stranger that I will probably never see again But I know in my heart that God was going with her and was giving her peace because I asked for it. And I could just feel her body just limp in my arms as as she just cried and said, thank you. And off she went.
0: I've had moments when I've not done that, you know, and then three hours later, six hours later, that night when you lay your head on the pillow, you're like, I should have went and prayed with that woman. Right,
1: right. So there are things that face us every single day that it, it, it's kind of like a, a choice, a burning uh, decision inside of us to take action or to sit back down on the couch. <laughs> and, and I got to admit, I'm raising my hand over here. There are a lot of times my couch will just suck me in and I don't want to get up. And, and it seems like the older I get, the more that happens. And yet God is not done with us. As long as we're breathing, he has some action he wants us to get involved in. And so I I guess what I want to talk about today is taking action, not sitting back and waiting. But how do we know, Rachel, when the right time is to actually get up and do it?
0: Well, I suspect the right time is always now, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you're never going to know whether it's the right time until you try. Right. So you you take action. the you, The more action you take, the more you're going to learn about. Um, am I on the right path? Is this the thing I need to do? Uh, You know, when you sit and wait and try and think it all through ahead of time to decide, is this going to be, am I going to regret doing this? Should I do this? You know, there's always there's always time to think it through, count the cost, pray about something. Um, But there's plenty of other things in life that we just need to take action. That doctor's appointment that you've been putting off, that checkup. that that mammogram, whatever that thing is that you don't want to get because you feel a little nervous about what the results might be, the easiest way to overcome that fear is to take the action.
1: Absolutely, you know, I had a little acronym that I always used with my kids, D-I-N, do it now. So when you come home from school, do your homework now, and then you have time to play. So that's exactly right, do it now, Get it done, check it off the
0: list, and you'll be amazed at how great that feels. Oh, yes. To get it done. When I have a long to-do list... I often don't want to get started. I want to go do something else rather than start on my task because I feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the number of things on my list or certain things. But once I start, once I knock a, a couple of quick, simple things off the list, you've got momentum. Yes. And then it's feeling great. And then you're like, what? wow, I spent three days putting this off and it took me 11 minutes to finish.
1: <laughs> I've done that with my closet before. Like it's one of those things that you just go, Ugh. I walk in there and I get overwhelmed, but it really doesn't take that long when you finally do it. And, and so why is it psychologically, why is it we put it off and we don't do the things. We don't take the action, whatever the action is. Maybe it's going back to school. Maybe it's starting that business. Now, I know you've just been embarking on something like that. So what is it that f- that keeps us from doing it? And then how can we just propel ourselves into that take action mode?
0: Well, for me... Um, I- perfectionism will stop me that's why I loved that verse from Ecclesiastes don't wait for perfect conditions to plant or you'll never reap Um, so the wanting to be good at something new off right out of the gate oh yeah you know so if I can't do it well at the start then I don't want to start so or fear of how it's going to turn out you know if it's you know you're afraid that it's not going to go well you're afraid that you're going to face failure but The thing that I've learned is failure is largely an emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's largely an emotion. So let's say I I want to repaint a room and I'm not sure that I uh, can pick the right color. What if it's the wrong color? What if I do a terrible job painting it? And so I put it off, I put it off, I put it off. And then I finally go buy some yellow paint and then I paint it up there and now my room looks banana yellow. (laughs) Right? And so it's like, oh... You know, but that's just a feeling. It's just a feeling of disappointment, mm-hmm. or a feeling of, hey, this did not go like I thought it would, or like I wanted it to. But there is eleven billion more buckets of paint at the store, <laughs> you know, and four hours from now, this can be an entirely different shade. Just the solution is to then take action again. Too often I take action. It doesn't turn out well. And I stop. Yep. I pull back. I quit. I'm Mm -hmm. not good at this. I'm not Mm -hmm. cut out for this. This Mm -hmm. is too hard. Where if you will just keep taking action, that is how you get to the destination that you're wanting to get to.
1: There are some areas of my life that I'm all over that. I'm great at doing that there are other areas of my life not so much the th- the areas of my life that I don't feel as confident and I- I'm just admitting this in, in front of you that uh, I have been talking for how many years for 11 billion years <laughs> is your favorite term about getting my book done and I have four chapters but i've let some people read those four chapters and some people love it and some people go well i'm you know I, i'm kind i kind of got lost in chapter two and those words made me just put it away and i didn't pull it back out and i'm still struggling with that now i can tackle another thing and i'm all over it i'm doing it now but I'm trying to go, la, 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 la. I don't hear that book calling me. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it because I'm afraid of the rejection. I'm afraid I really don't have the skills to get it done right. And who do I think I am? That's Satan coming in and whispering in my ear. Wow, Luann, you really think you have something worthy to say? Who do you think you are? And so, all those things contribute to preventing us from doing it now, taking action.
0: Well, you could hop on the book section in Amazon and pull up the biggest bestseller that you can find. You could pull up every bestseller and scroll down, look at the stars and scroll down to the reviews, and there will be someone who gave that book one star or two stars mm-hmm. or three stars and said, meh I don't know what all the fuss is about right so you're never gonna please everybody with everything um and sometimes you know I have one of my favorite sayings is you just have to let people be wrong about you (laughs) so Luanne you just have to let people be wrong about your book
1: (laughs) I love that remind me of that (laughs) print that out text it to me and maybe you need to write it down for yourself right now maybe what rachel just said you need to let people be wrong about you you need to let people i need to let people be wrong because if god has put it in us to do something to take action then who are we to tell him i can't do this Mm.
0: we just had a conversation you and i with one of our dear friends and she was talking about how she really needs to raise an issue at her church she feels there's something that needs to be said or done and it's being pushed under the rug and she feels called to pull it out from under the rug and she was saying but i know i'm gonna lose friends if i pull this out from under the rug i know it's gonna affect my reputation If I pull this out from under the rug and so she's been putting it off Mm -hmm. and, and avoiding it and not wanting to do it And so yeah, I say the same thing to her. You just have to be willing to let them be wrong about you
1: You know my dad when he was teaching me how to drive a stick shift I Was so nervous about letting my foot off the clutch and giving it gas because I was afraid I was going to kill it. I don't know if you've ever driven a stick yep, shift. I have. But I taught all of my kids on a stick shift because they said, if you can drive that, you could drive anything. And I remember just revving the gas up, having my foot on the clutch and revving the gas up, revving the gas up. And my dad would say, honey, sooner or later, you have to just take off.
0: Go already. You on, have ready. to do
1: it. <laughs> you can't keep revving the engine Take your foot off the clutch and go. And sometimes that's what I need to remind myself of when I'm putting off taking action.
0: Yes, that revving of the engine and revving of the mm-hmm. engine and revving of the engine mm-hmm. and your dad saying, at some point you have to go. <laughs> um, for me, oftentimes, that's research right? Mm-hmm. I want to research everything. I want to learn everything there is about it. I want to feel fi- like I can rev my engine and it feels productive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm considering this. I'm learning more about it. There comes a point where I just have to pull the trigger. You know, right. I just have to pop the clutch. I just have to take action. Um, so I can get bogged down in the researching phase, you know, the pros and the cons of the list making phase. And it feels like I'm being productive because I'm thinking about it or I'm working on it, but I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) You're just sitting there. revving the engine. revving the engine. Well, maybe
1: that's you today. Maybe you have had something that is out there and you know what it is. You know, I mean, I, I could list off a whole ton of things, but you already know. You've tuned into this show on purpose. And god has you here because there's that thing that he has been calling you to do to take action and you're putting it off and you're saying well maybe now's not the right time maybe all the conditions aren't lined up the stars are not lining up in the sky whatever can't find the
0: yellow brick road <laughs> right
1: and i get it i'm there too on so many different things but today We want to encourage you and me and Rachel, we all need encouragement to get this car in gear and get moving.
0: You know what happens to me, Luann, is not taking action becomes a habit it becomes Mm -hmm. my default mode right i walk past the pile of stuff on my desk and think "Ah, i gotta get to that oh i'll do that tomorrow i walk past you know i walk past the closet and he's cleaning out i i put off going to the grocery store again today and that means i'm going to be digging into the back of my freezer to figure (laughs) out how to make tonight's meal you know pull off the magic show that is tonight's meal and because i just get in the habit of putting everything off put it off put it off put it off right um and, and it might be something you know big that god's calling me to do but it might just be making a dentist appointment and um getting the house pressure washed you know or all kinds of things that we just keep putting off and then that becomes our default mode or way of living mm-hmm. but you can flip that around you can start training yourself take action when you see it do it Right, um, and then you get this forward momentum, and that becomes your default mode of action. You walk past it, something that's out of place, pick it up and put it back. Mm-hmm. You know, you something pops in your head, oh, I really need to make that dentist appointment. Pick up the phone now and call. Don't wait. Don't assume that it'll be t- uh, tomorrow will be a better time to do this.
1: Do it now, d i n do it now. Well, that encourages me because what I want to do, is always think, well, I need a block of time when I don't have any interruptions, and then I'm going to get all my book material out. And I did this. To write the first four chapters, I got all my material out, laid it out on the table, sectioned it off into the different areas, and then I got my computer and I started writing. And in my mind, I feel like that's what I have to do before I can actually write any more. And until I have that block of time where I can pull all of that out and do that, I don't let it happen. And so maybe that's you. Maybe that is exactly how you're looking at those to-dos on your list. Like it has to be the way I've always done it before or the way that my mind feels like it has to be to process it. And I think we overthink it. I think there are times when we just say, nope, I'm just going to do it. And I would say the best writing I've ever done is when I've absolutely not thought about it ahead of time. I just felt God nudge me right about that. Like how many times just yesterday, Rachel, did I say, oh, there's a devotion. There's a devotion. There's a devotion. You can see the devotion opportunities and whenever I see that, if I sit down and I write it right then, do it now, it's some of the best stuff I do. It's, it, 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 it does give me momentum to keep going.
0: You know, I worked for a while with a, um, a fiction writing online group called She Reads and every month we would pick a different uh it was kind of like an online book club we'd pick a different author and we would um have them write some blog posts and we would all read their their book together and i decided that what i really wanted to do was i wanted to see a photo of where each of our authors wrote their book i thought that would be so exciting to see these best-selling authors workspaces and so we started a segment called a room of our own you know and it, that was it it's just show us where you write your books I cannot tell you the number of times um, it, it was underwhelming in the sense of not at all what I expected. You know, you expect to see this gorgeous writer's retreat with this executive (laughs) desk and this, you know. And no, they're writing on a card table in the corner of a kitchen. Like, it was amazing to me to see Wow, all these big hits are being cranked out in what is not the ideal perfect circumstances we see in our head. And a lot of them are writing in between taking care of kids or, or sick parents or um, after a day job and, you know, in little snippets of time here and there. So, yeah, we do build things up to be bigger than they are or to require more than we can give. Um, hey,
1: that is it. That is hitting the nail on the head right there. We we build things up that we're putting off those things that we know god has called us to do whether it is making the doctor's appointment or cleaning out your closet or writing that devotion or calling that friend whatever it is that god has laid on your heart to do and you put it off it's because we have created in our mind this bigger than life scenario around it like oh if i do that then i've got to do this and this and this and this and that's not the case mm. it's not the case at all and yet that's what trips us up so how do we get past that hump rachel
0: take action <laughs> <laughs> truly so really, that's it it's the nike slogan just do it
1: yes yes okay we so there you have, have to it just do it there
0: is and if we sit and wait for that's truly it. we're sitting around waiting for, to learn the secret of how to get going (laughs) well the secret is get going
1: (laughs) (laughs) so there you have it that is our call to action this week is to take action okay I am going to do it and I want you to do it as well and let's keep each other accountable you stay in touch with me I'll stay in touch with you and may the God of hope give you the courage To encourage others As we take
0: action Take action Thanks for joining us today At Encouragement Cafe With Luann and friends Where women gather Friends laugh And hearts mend Let's continue our conversation Hop online When you get a chance To sit down and breathe At EncouragementCafe.com Remember This is God's ministry So we ask for your prayers As we reach out to women In Jesus' name We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.
1: Rachel, I am so excited about our new website.
0: Oh, it's looking so good. Have you been to it lately? Well, I don't know if our
1: friends sitting around the table have, but I want to encourage you to stop by EncouragementCafe.com. You're going to find so much that is going to make you have the courage you need to encourage others.